Hello guys, uh, thanks a lot for bearing with me. We are, I ju I'm just hosting this is beautiful place. I'm not in a tent in uh, some Bedouin, high-scale Bedouin place. I'm here with uh, Laura Day at her house. We just drove from Manhattan all the way up here and uh, not too far from Woodstock. So it brings old memories from past lives. I think past lives, actually, no, I was born 68, Woodstock was 69. Well, I don't know. Anyway, it's beautiful. Um, I am grateful that we have this uh, setup ready because we drove really fast to make sure that we are on time. So hopefully all is well. I have to just remember to record, right? Yeah. Recording in progress. That's a good thing. So Mercury's retrograde. Uh, I think that all of us had a pretty intense week, to say the least. And I think that... Uh, Now it's working. Yes, now it's working. So uh, we are here. Yeah, you guys can hear me. That's good. Uh, I can hear myself, but that would be kind of selfish. So this week, this week has been very intense for the world, very intense for a lot of people. And I, unfortunately, this is still continuing at least for another week. The thing is that we have tomorrow a new moon, and that is... A pretty powerful new moon because at the same time we're having that moon we also are having a very powerful conjunction we'll talk about it in that's taking place in Aries as you know right on Wednesday when the unfortunate shooting happened it was the first day of Mars in Aries and Mars was on zero zero degrees Aries and remember we always talked about how the first few degrees of every sign has much more potential much more power it's like the seed of the sign i'm here with laura day because tomorrow we're starting a workshop that i hope some people can in the last minute join us uh, we're talking about the seed of power looking for the seed of power and it's kind of interesting that we're going to start this uh, tomorrow right on the new moon new moon is always the seed of the next 28 days so remember we talked about how we can decide what we want to do or um I'm looking at this cable and wondering what is missing. Uh, in uh, I guess if you can hear me, it's all good. There's a cable here. Somebody knows what the cable needs to connect to. Maybe it's to my head. Uh, this one is going here. This one is going there. Anyway, is Mercury retrograde and I'm totally covered. You know what we should do? If anybody is having an insurance company, this I just thought about right now, you should totally have a policy for Mercury retrograde. Call it a Mercury retrograde policy and you pay extra, of course. And if you have any incident, you uh, had an accident, of course, you didn't make it on time to a meeting that you're supposed to get paid for. Uh, your child is um, missing and we have to hire somebody to look for them. All of this is covered by a special uh, Mercury retrograde insurance policy. And then we can extend it also if it works well business-wide to a Jupiter retrograde, which covers five months. And pretty soon, you know, I could stop doing these things and stop doing astrology chart and just doing astrological uh, insurance uh, policy. So if anybody's insurance uh, business, uh, let me know. You know, this could totally work. I think that we are on to something pretty brilliant. And of course, anybody who is participating while I thought about this idea is going to get 10% off the policy, at least for the first few years. If I get bankrupt, which is probably what's going to happen with Mercury being the trickster, or we can cut a deal with Mercury and give him some slice of the uh, action. Anyway, let's go back to 
what we're here for. So we're talking about zero, zero degrees Aries. And whenever there is any planet starting right on or anything sitting right on zero, zero, if you look at your chart and you find that you have Mars or rising sign or Mercury or even a house that is starting with zero, zero, it is the pure force of that energy. It's like the stem cell of that archetype. It is the seed of the power of that particular sign. And what unfortunately happened during uh, next last Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. in the local time in Texas is that someone unfortunately tapped into that seed of power. And it could also be that unlike other mass shooting that happened in the United States at least, this one may actually make a difference. Meaning that it's unfortunately that the one with Buffalo didn't happen uh, or it wasn't enough. But maybe this incident is going to have like a call to action. Don't forget zero, zero degrees Aries is the call to action. It's the call to movement. It's doing something different. You know, there's a lot of statistics and you probably saw the news and you're sick and tired of hearing about shootings, especially if you're not in the United States and you don't understand what the mm, is their problem, is that for United States population is 4% of the world. And yet, in the United States, we have 46% of all the guns owned by civilians. 46%. It's like one out of two guns on this planet is owned by a gringo. Uh, can you join? Later. <laughs> this is uh, what it means, service. Thank you very much. So, this is something to think about. Why do we need so many uh, guns? You know, guns against guns, and now they say the solution for guns is to get more guns to fight with the other guns that shouldn't be there in the first place. And maybe because I was, I grew up in Israel, and for me, guns is a necessity. Maybe not, because maybe we can just make peace once and for all. But really, it's it, it kind of not a it's not a toy. So I think that somebody should explain it, and maybe it should be part of the education system. But of course, the National Rifle Association is not going to benefit from it. So I'm sure that they're going to lobby for any kind of. Uh, blocks to education of people about guns. I have no idea why the obsession of guns is so strong here. Maybe you should do some research about sizes of penises, but again, this is not uh, what we're going to discuss today, even though Aries shares with Scorpio rulership over sexual organs. But anyway, what we have tomorrow is a very powerful uh, new beginning, new moon, and hopefully it can set things a little bit uh, straight and get things done. Because at the same time, we also have Jupiter that is going to sit on Mars, on the sun. Remember last week we talked about how this week that passed, it was very loaded with Aries. And now we're moving towards a much more of a Taurus period that hopefully can be giving us the chance to uh, heal. Um, the... What I wanted to actually show you is, let's see, where is, uh, mm -hmm. I thought we have it somewhere. Sorry, I'm terribly, it's a, ter it's a Mercury retrograde, but it's not an excuse. Um, let me share with you the PowerPoint, if it allows me. Yes. So... Let's see the important thing we have this week and uh, we'll look into the week ahead. So, first of all, yeah, the new moon tomorrow on May 30th at um, 11.02 a.m. in Universal Time. So, it's uh, right at the middle of the day, so you can calculate according to where you are. The Sabian symbol is a quiver filled with arrows. Oh, it's kind of eerie, you know, that thinking about what just happened the last week. But 
Overall, it's the new moon in Gemini. And the new moon in Gemini is always very special because Gemini are, remember with the tarot card, we talked about Gemini being the lovers. And it's talking about Adam and Eve, masculine and feminine energy, androgynous, is this the name of, uh, of Gemini? Gemini is a very androgynous sign. And now when the moon and the sun come together, it's like the lovers uh, bringing things, bringing peace together in a way. And we have the new moon right when we also have Jupiter and Mars conjunct. So there's a lot of push towards action, especially if that action has to do with love because of the lovers of Gemini, intellectual pursuit, communication, networking, writing, speaking, all of those things should really become very, very strong in the next uh, month. But remember, the seed of power of the next month, always, at least in the sign, starts with the new moon in Aries. That's something that in Judaism they tapped into. And you'll see that a lot of the holidays in Judaism happen on the new moon. And in also, of course, in the Vedic tradition, in Tibetan tradition, the Chinese tradition, that's why we celebrate the Chinese New Year on the seed of power of Aquarius. So every sign has a time where the sun and the moon come together. It could be at the end of the period of the sign. At the beginning, it shifts around, of course, because the signs, don't forget, are solar. The moon is lunar, and sometimes they kind of overlap. So what we have is the new moon in 8 degrees Gemini. Remember, we talked about numbers of degrees being super important, and the fact that it's 8, and 8 is the symbol of infinity. It's very much related to Gemini because... In the Tree of Life, we have Mercury ruling the eighth sphere, which is splendor. And even though Mercury is retrograde, still Mercury is the ruler of Gemini. So it's kind of interesting that we have it on the eighth degree. And again, the actual symbol of it is a quiver filled with arrows. And I'm doing this talk right here in uh, upstate New York, which is, of course, Native American land. So it's kind of an interesting coincidence. But it also means that you have all the... I mean, what you have to, I think, take it into how to look at it in a symbolic way is that you have in your quiver all of the arrows, all of the goals that you need to shoot for, need to achieve, and you just need to start doing it today, tomorrow, the day after. Remember, new moons are considered to be three days altogether. So very important on this new moon to start something new that has to do with communication, maybe your relatives, neighbors. It's a great time to kind of... Uh, Make peace with your neighbors, connect to neighbors, relatives, if you have any issues with brothers, sisters, any problems with contracts. Even though we are Mercury retrograde, it's actually good to open contracts and make changes or adjustments with these contracts. Anything that has to do with writing, marketing, sales, promotion, you don't have to start it now because Mercury is retrograde. But what you could do is think about what is it that you want, decide it, even write it down, and then begin the pursuit after, I mean, I think that next Sunday is when we're done with, or let's say next Monday, because Monday is the day of the moon. So not Monday tomorrow, May 30th, but the Monday after will be a great time to actually start working on that. We're leaving the eclipse season, so it should be getting easier and better for us. The other thing that's happening lately, and we talked about it a little bit, is that Vesta moved away from Aquarius, where she's been for a long time, and she's moving now into Pisces. And she's the keeper of the flame, obviously. Flame might not work very well with Pisces, which is uh, water, but still the flame is very symbolic. It's something that maintains the link, holding the line in a sense. And we're moving now into Pisces, which is the sign of intuition, the sign of um, imagination, the sign of uh, the last sign. The last sign meaning that it is there's no more after. You have to get everything done while Vesta, the keeper of the light, is in Pisces. 
Venus is now in Taurus, Mars is in Aries. So again, it's kind of an interesting combination. Venus is going to be in her sign. It started in May 2028. What, today? Yeah, a day before. And she's going to be there until June 22nd. Venus didn't like being in Aries. Uh, she had a hard time there. Uh, it's very bloody for her. Uh, she is considered to be in exile when she's in Aries. But now she's moved home to Taurus. So there is going to be a feeling for you guys moving from war and conflict to the comfort of your home, moving from uh, challenges into more security because Venus represents, Venus in Taurus is very much connected to security and hopefully it can help with everything that has to do with now with the world, where it, whether it's the finance situation, financial situation, where it is the food shortage that we're expecting because Venus in Taurus, at least until June 22nd, can really help us. June 22nd, don't forget, it's one day before, after the solstice. It's a very auspicious time. Mars is going to be in his sign from May 25. It started right at the day that the shooting happened, all the way up until July 4th. Again, very symbolic for those people who live here in the United States or have some connection. We're talking about a terrible shooting that was happening right when Mars moved into his sign, and he's leaving the sign right on July 4th, the day of independence. Maybe we can get, maybe we can declare independence once and for all from Britain or from the British Empire, because if you think about the whole Second Amendment and guns and all that stuff, it was basically to try to help the new colonies deal with the oppressors or the empire that, that was part of their uh, rulers, right? So I think it's okay to declare victory over uh, the British Empire. Poor British Empire is no longer there, but the guns are still here, and obviously they're still in use. So again, Mar May 25 to July 4th, Mars is going to be in his own sign. Venus is going to be in her own sign. Now you understand that the wisdom behind the mythology of how Mars and Venus, the ultimate lovers, could never be together. They could never have a relationship. Mars had his own uh, women. Venus, of course, was married, even though she cheated all the time. But still, she was married to somebody else. She had a different last name, if you want. And they were never able to be together, even though we said once that they actually had made love and had a kid, which was called Harmonia, the ultimate connection between the masculine and the feminine. But now you see why they can't be together, because Mars likes to be the best when he's in Aries, and Venus likes to be the best when she's in Taurus, and that's signs that are next to each other, but there is no crossover. When Venus is in Aries, and Mars is in Taurus, I happen to have that uh, curse in my chart, they're considered both to be exile, detriment. What does that mean? That if they want to meet, they have to hide. They have to have a rendezvous away from people in secret. And that's the story of Mars and Venus in the Greek mythology, or at least it's Aphrodite and, her and Ares. But uh, I think that this week, that transition between Venus from Aries to Taurus is going to definitely help us. And even though Mars is very aggressive now that we have Jupiter in Aries as well, maybe it can help you not only find your, your call to action, but also be able to fulfill it and to navigate it. So Mars in May 29, which I guess is today and tomorrow, you're going to feel it also very strongly. It's uh, Mars conjunct Jupiter. This is the call to action. So this is, again, a very powerful time of making things happen teaching, learning, making plans for traveling. You don't have to actually start the traveling because Mars has to do with action and Jupiter has to do with foreign cultures, foreign traditions, teaching, learning, traveling, mass media, mass communication. So there's going to be a lot of movement in connection to 
uh, everything. It's the movement of the people. It's the exodus. So you're going to see a lot of changes happening again this week. But because Venus is in Taurus, it's going to be more grounded. So it will be interesting to see how it plays out um, in your life. Now, remember, we said that every time we come to a new sign, I'll tell you the decans of it and where it uh, planets are in connection to Gemini. So this is definitely not only for people who are Gemini. Also, remember, Gemini is the lovers. So we talk about the lovers. We're talking about an archetype. So now you can understand uh, if you look at it in a, in, a, in a more esoteric way, you have three stages in a sense of any maybe love affair or a connection or a business or a communication. Maybe that's the first act, the second act, the third act. We have it always in every decan, but what Gemini is, is all about communication. And therefore, looking at which at each 10 days represent in the month will be very good. Now, as you know, we're still in the first decan of Gemini. On, the, uh, on June 1st, we're going to move into the second one. That's going to happen this week. And on the third one, we're going to start on June 11. That's always the case with every sign. The first 10 days are ruled by the actual ruler of the sign. So in case of Gemini, it will be Gemini, Gemini. The second one will be Gemini Libra and the third one will be Gemini Aquarius. It means that if you're born, let's say today, and you're a Gemini, Gemini, meaning that you again hold the seeds of the power of Gemini. The second one, the second decan of Gemini, it's almost as if Gemini knows already who he is, uh, who they are, and now they're looking for their partner. That's why it's Libra. And on the third one, it's about friendships and communities. So the Geminis that are born in the last part of Gemini are, tend to be even more friendly, have more friends, connect much more to uh, Aquarius-oriented subjects. So it could be also technology, innovation. So again, if we look at the first 10 day of uh, the decan of Gemini, we're talking about always May 22nd to May 31st. It's 0 to 10 degrees Gemini. And again, you don't like say, oh, well, I'm going to come back when um, he starts talking about something else because I'm not a Gemini. You have a house ruled by Gemini. Maybe that house, which is the house of relationship, is starting at 11 degrees Gemini. Therefore, your uh, house of relationship is the second decan of Gemini. Therefore, it's Gemini Libra. Good for you because Libra is the sign of relationship. Maybe you have it in the house of career. And now you know because it's influenced by Libra that you should have a partner in your career in order to be successful. Or you're a Gemini, so it's still about communication in your house of career. Sorry, the Gemini is ruling your house of career, so it's still about communication, marketing, sales. But what of Libra? Could be justice and law. It could be beauty and design and colors. Or if you have the house of money ruled by the third decan of uh, Gemini, because you will start your third house starts at 25 degrees Gemini, then you're talking about having to make sure that you're thinking outside of the box in your money making, that you're being original, that maybe you should work with friends or technology or innovation. Now, if you look at the three decans, which is kind of uh, eerie, you'll see the three last cards of the suit of swords. It happens to be the nine, of, the eight of swords, the nine of swords, and the ten of swords. And their names is not very um, hopeful. One of them, the, the first decan is called interference. It's uh, that energy of uh, too much focused on the separation, like trying to break things to yes, no, good, bad, black, white, no in the middle. Then the second decan is cruelty, Mars in Gemini, that usually talks about self-cruelty more than anything. And the last one is the sun and moon in Gemini, the destruction of the heart by terrible swords. Now, it doesn't mean that if you're born on the first decan of uh, Gemini, 
your interference or in the second one you're very cruel or in the third one you're destined for ruin it just talks about what you have to be a little bit more careful of because if you know the tarot and maybe one day we can talk about it more the tarot's more difficult suit or uh, element is air the swords are I mean, the, the names of the cards of the swords are it's, it's really painful to hear it's sorrow and it's a ruin it's like you see cruelty interference defeat it's the suit with the most amount of challenging names and then i thought about it a lot why is that and then i've realized that it's because the terror were created to help western civilization deals with the 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 laws that came out against study and against reading and writing that remember we talked about it as what was the rules of the church at that time so what happened is that if you think about what is our fall in the west is that we think too much that we maybe talk too much that we rely too much on technology or whatever it is it's too heady it's not enough in the heart or it's not enough even in other places so what probably is the case is that the swords represent our obsession with words and our obsession with thoughts and our obsession with communication. And that maybe what we have to learn is to be a little bit more in silence, which is something that in the East or some Eastern traditions definitely developed, and the, hence the whole idea of Vipassana, for example. So def definitely uh, it's a very intense time uh, during gemini it doesn't have to be again bad but then i think about these cards and i think about what's been happening it make makes kind of sense at least energetically speaking so if we look at the sign itself uh, of gemini of course the ruler of gemini as you know is mercury there is no exaltation and there is no fall which is kind of interesting. And the detriment or exile is Jupiter, the keeper of truth. I'm not saying again that Gemini is a time of lies, but it's enough to look at what some politicians and the NRA are saying in the last week for you to understand why these kind of things actually are, or why this period of time is actually associated with lies and deceptions. What I wanted to do uh, before we look into... Yeah, well, let's look actually at what's happening. Um, sorry, I have to do it now uh, for our week, 12 p.m. Let's put London because it's the closest to zero, zero. And let me put this like this and then I can actually share it with you. So I, what I wanted to do and see if I can actually make it happen, it seems to be a little bit tougher today. Yep. So let's look first at what's happening this next week. So like we said, we have this um, new moon tomorrow. We have, what is this? No, 2006 definitely is not today. Let me see if I can get this done once and for all. Sorry, I really didn't have time to uh, prepare this. It was just a very fast drive. And there is a part here in uh, New York that you're not allowed to drive more than 45. And there's tons of police trying to catch you. So I couldn't even use Aries qualities to make it go faster. 
So hopefully this will work just to check really fast what's going on this week. Is it this week? May 28th. Yes, at last. So tomorrow is um, Monday. Yeah, May, May 30th. You see the new moon is happening in a very strong cluster of Taurus because Venus joined Taurus and left Aries. So there's going to be more ability to ground yourself this next week to put things into, uh, uh, to move things much faster. So it's going to be a much, much easier uh, way to handle finance, to handle um, your self-worth, uh, to handle your talents, especially because we have the North Node very much in between Uranus, the innovator, and Mercury communication. And of course, the new moon in Gemini does talk about a jumpstart of everything that has to do with communication, networking, and Jupiter being on top of Mars, again, Jupiter loves Mars. Jupiter loves to be in Aries. Mars, again, loves to be in Aries. So those two planets together give you, like I told you, that idea of the call to action, the movement that is necessary in order to make things happen. And of course, when Jupiter is going to get closer and closer uh, to Mars, which is happening throughout this year, uh, this week, it's going to give it even more power. Venus is also, sorry, Uranus is on top of uh, Minerva. That was going on the last week. Now it's a little bit easier. If we look at um, uh, tomorrow, or Tuesday, sorry, Tuesday still, we have the moon in Gemini. So again, even though Mercury is retrograde and it's in Taurus, which he doesn't love to be because Mercury in Taurus in the tarot card is actually called worry. And, and we are worrying and we should worry. It started on the 23rd, if you remember. And all the way up until June 13. We're going to have Mercury in Taurus. It's not the easiest. Even when it goes direct, it's going to go direct in Taurus. So again, worries about finance, worries about whether it's inflation or stagnation or of recession or all of these uh, situations with Mercury being in Taurus is, is very confusing. It's going to go up and down. Experts are going to go this way, that way. Until June 13, it's going to be very difficult to know what's going on. But the thing about Tuesday is that we're making a shift after two, three days of focusing much more on thoughts. We're actually going to move into feelings, especially in Wednesday. Because if you look at the chart of what's happening in Wednesday, we have no Gemini besides the sun. So even though this is the kingdom of Gemini, it's almost as if, yeah, I wasn't going to be, I don't know if it's a good, no, I'm definitely not going to talk about it that way. But it's almost as if, all the people of Gemini left to other places. Even Mercury decided to immigrate. And Gemini is there. The sun in Gemini is all alone in Gemini. We have a lot of influence in Aries. We have a lot of influences in Taurus. And a lot of influences in Cancer. The only thing about the moon in Cancer in Wednesday and Thursday, it's going to create a great deal of um, square to Mars and to Jupiter. This is not easy because it brings a lot of emotional energy out there. And it's very aggressive emotions. So if you're feeling a little bit more aggressive, emotionally speaking, or... Uh, wanting to feel to kill to create guilt with people be a little bit careful because we're gonna have that uh, energy over in um, Wednesday on June 1st Monday and uh, Wednesday Thursday it could be a little bit and don't forget if you look at the map you see right on Tuesday and Wednesday especially on Wednesday the black moon is sitting on top of the light moon and that can create a little bit more difficulties especially with mother figures women in general emotions so you see that square from jupiter to the moon from mars to the moon it's not easy jupiter and mars are very strong and loaded with uh, energy and then that moon in cancer just causes a lot of explosions and because usually during gemini we want to be managed by gemini we don't have that much influence gemini because mercury because it's retrograde decided to go back to taurus 
I'm leaving. I'm going to Taurus. And the moon it was a new moon. She spent as much as she can with Gemini, but she needs to move on. She moved on to Cancer. And because uh, Gemini is really there, the sun is there alone, it's, it's a little bit, it's going to feel lonely. So if you feel a little bit lonely on Wednesday, again, don't take it personally. You are with the sun. At least you and Apollo together are feeling that loneliness. The day after, on um, June 2nd, it's a Thursday, Mercury is going stationary. So it's interesting. We're starting to look into that stationary mode. Again, uh, Thursday, Friday. It's not necessarily that it's bad, but whatever you do could get fixated. So be a little bit careful of what you do. I recommend not to do too much, just to chill out if possible. I told you it's the, the analogy of retrograde will be when you're going, when retrograde, Mercury is retrograde, you drive reverse, Mercury goes direct, you're driving the way you do. And when Mercury is stationary, you can't get the car to start. So again, don't start anything if you can this Thursday and Friday. After that, it gets much, much easier. Of course, Saturday, we're getting clear for the Mercury retrograde, but we're going to still be in the shadow at least until middle of June. And from June 13 is when things are really kicking in. So when you need to make things happen, June 13 onward will work much, much better for you. Now, what we also have is this Uranus moving closer and closer to the North Node. It's going to happen at the end of July and beginning of August, but you're going to have to start preparing for it, especially after Mercury goes direct, because it's all about innovation, technology, thinking outside of the box, humor, uh, communities, people, groups, or whatever you need to do to kind of move that energy around so that when in July, end of July and August it's happening, and it's very rare, it could be a big, big push for you last time i think it was happening it's like 1855 or something like that now the other thing that um, is happening is that the moon is going to be easier to handle on thursday compared to wednesday so if you're talking about a tension day that is happening this week it's a little bit more uh, on wednesday so just again be a little bit more uh, aware of what's happening but i wouldn't postpone thing from wednesday to thursday and friday because it's stationary so again emotional energy um, activation of a lot of emotions sometimes people might feel disoriented sometimes people might be confused and again knowing that gives you the responsibility of being nicer to yourself to people around to your pets the last day of search of the um, uh, stationary is on june 3rd the moon is moving into leo much easier to handle especially if during gemini and it's great a Friday because Jupiter is trining your moon, it's trining Mars, creating a lot of openings. So even though it's a den, again, stationary, it's almost like I'm saying on the mark, it's set, don't go yet. You know, so but that feeling of like on the mark, it's set, like that adrenaline that you're kind of like putting all of your energy into your legs about to jump forward, don't jump, just be ready for it and then go on um, June 4th. And that day also, is there anything else? Yeah, uh, Minerva is coming closer and closer to Uranus. That's actually really good. The goddess of wisdom is going to be touching the most ingenious, crazy, wild-thinking, original um, sign and planet. So again, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we'll talk about it a little bit more next Sunday, uh, I'll be home, inshallah. Then you're going to have that, imagine... Minerva, Athena, the goddess of wisdom, is getting a new car or she's getting, the, she's getting a hold of a supercomputer, a quantum mechanic computer, and she's able to make things happen in a way that is not, hasn't before. And again, this is again very, very rare for them to meet together like that. 
So that gives us the spiel of the week. And let me make one adjustment. I'll be back in a second. Don't go away. Or if you go away, go away and come back in one second. We don't do it very often, so you should... Uh, Sorry, you really, uh, I'm very happy to be here at the big tent because when you look at it like this, it looks it does look like a tent. Okay, and right. uh, here is my guest. I'm actually her guest, to be honest. But um, uh, this is... Uh, so I'm not used to this camera angle thing and I can't see your comments. So I'm, gonna, ah, I'm comments. actually going to go on my phone so that can I can... You can also. Um, uh, let me see. You can see, tell she's I'm a nice like, Aries. I, she actually looks at comments. I ignore comments or don't see comments. And that's why... Can you read them? Oh, no. So people have been commenting for years now, probably, and I didn't even know that. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Well, just your comments actually give us information. Oh, didn't even fix my hair. <laughs> give us information about what is going on okay oh my oh, god okay so now i'm going to turn this down okay 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 so i um let's integrate a little bit of intuition in what's being done and i'm hopefully seeing your comments i'm seeing them delayed um but um let's integrate a little bit of intuition now here's the upside of, of intuition no matter what is happening, intuition can help you find the way to navigate it. And sometimes the navigating is messy, you know? I mean, I, I, I think dumbing down life to peace and love uh, really doesn't give us access to certain passions and abilities to focus and create that not only do we need for ourselves, but we need on behalf of one another. So we hear of all this crazy stuff that's happening right now um oh much that's better crazy. sorry yeah okay um sorry about that i did not quite prepare Me um so <laughs> so all this crazy stuff that's happening right now but what can you do using intuition now i know that you're not my regular group so I just want to go over very quickly. Intuition is non-local perception. So it's your ability to literally be in a place far away while you're sitting wherever you're sitting here. So I can be with Candace right now. I am right now with Candace. I'm squeezing Candace P's little face right now, and I'm still here. Non-locality. It is the ability to right now listen to Jessica and listen to how, wow, her heart is really opening. And, and how does that affect me? And begin to create a dialogue with Jessica. Well, for example, non-locally, and I don't know who Jessica B is, non-locally, um, really creating a friendship with someone who I don't know and who does not know me. It is the ability using healing you know we think of healing as we're curing something no healing is actually your ability to 
physically project energy and affect something internally or something remotely. That can be a situation, that can be a person, that can be a body. So right now, who am I going to pick? I'm going to pick the man sitting next to Patricia. And I am going to open up, hey you, and I am going to heal his his chest and throat. I'm going to open up his ability to express some recent kind of complication, but also wisdom that's come to him in a way that that uh, gives the people around him something extra. So it is not your ability to move yourself and all of the wonderful gifts you have in space and in time. That's what intuition, the big umbrella is. So let me bring us back to how... Thank you for not blocking my light. I mean, usually uh, you accentuate my light, <laughs> but today there's been a little light blocking going on here. Let's do a little here too. There we go. Okay, so how do we, in times of whatever is going on, Mercury's retrograde, eclipses are screwing us up and making things go, how do we direct? Well, we direct by having First of all, what we call in intuition a target, but what we call in earth reality a goal. What's your intention? What is it right now? And one of the things we've been working on in my morning groups, I go on every morning in my pajamas. Some of you know You should definitely, definitely join it. Definitely. It's random, but time-wise, but it really is effective. And I have totally great pajamas. Um, So... So one of the things we've been working on, and by the way, it's been really hard. How do we make a clear demand? Why a clear demand? Because if you're making, you know, think of calling for a pizza and saying, well, I'd like something to eat, maybe. Do I want to eat or do I want to wear it? Do I want, that's what a lot of our demands sound like. And when your demands are like that, your results are like that. So one of the things that both a retrograde and, and by the way, I'm not an astrologer, so I'm just playing off a gall here. But one of the things when the shit hits the fan that you can do when you have a clear demand, a clear goal, is say, okay, how am I going to use this shit? Wow, this shit has a lot of seeds that my garden needs from other places, but I've got to deal with the shit. So how do I... Oh, wait, I know how. I have a demand. That demand applies that shit. Instant fertilizer with the seeds. Great. Well, where do I want to place it? Where is my garden? That's part of your demand. So clarity and specificity while being plastic within it. I'm going to speak to that in a second. Is how you use all of this. I'm having some really great clarifying fights with people. Pleasant so much not with me yet until yeah um pleasant not so much helpful yes helpful not only in clarifying the relationship but helpful in clarifying what is my demand so i'm asking you right now all of you and i'm going to look at these in comments to make a demand once again sunshine and light great in children's books actually kind of unrealistic in children's books too Clear whatever it is you really want. Forget, you know, is this right? Do I deserve it? 
is this generous is it blessed the fact of the matter is your subconscious makes decisions a full seven to ten seconds before your conscious mind is aware of them so really what you want to know is do i really want this is my subconscious on board because if it's not your sunshine and light is just going to create more complications especially during a retrograde and especially during eclipses so you don't have to write it here you don't you don't have to out yourself what is your demand and i'm going to just look at your comments to see if i'm a little behind here and again um, we are now during gemini so and because we have this uh, new moon everything that has to do with asking for something now remember we talked about it it's the seed you have basically 28 days where you can actually see the manifestation and even before when the full moon happens which is precisely two weeks you're going to already see something happening and one of the things that you will see when you make a demand is that you are you know we are all so good at giving our power away and one of the things i like about how gall uh works with astrology is that is that it is empowering okay this is what's happening this is who you are this is how you interface with it but now using those intuitive skills who do you have to dialogue with who do you have to give or receive healing from so for example last night i had a big blow up with someone because i wasn't receiving the healing that i needed to receive i needed to interface in a different way and as an aries my way of doing that is to plant a huge bomb and let it explode and then see what's left um, but it's it really is this opportunity um, for you to have power and clarity I'd love to know your questions on how to address intuition so use your telepathy have those discussions don't expect them to go perfectly make your practice evidence-based so when you do something there there will be a response notice the response you know we're all looking for signs i found a penny heads up good luck sign no your sign is your entire life and the good news is you're creating it so i want to meet my soulmate and live a long happy life with him great but guess what that's not a demand a demand is i demand my soulmate show up and embrace me in my life fully that is a demand that's my neighbor you need to let him know that we're busy okay um that we're doing work um great thing about the country country is neighbors but also hard thing is getting work done um so a demand a demand is something from the outside world that you can assert so so the so how can you phrase a demand in a way because we spend a lot of time wanting, wishing, hoping. Oh, is that um is that is that uh uh Carol? Yeah. If she could start bringing things in from the outside, that would be great. So, you see, this is what an Aries does. It tells another Aries to tell another person <laughs> what to do. I love it. Well, I can do it. Do you want to finish my sentence? I'll yeah. do that. Oh my God, male Aries. You know, female Aries are kind of energetic and everything. Male Aries, in Italian you say dikocha. I mean, stubborn, 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 stubborn. Unbelievable. Carol, they don't have to come upstairs, just in the door, and the, the salts go in the laundry room. 
Okay. So, uh, let's see. I demand the job that I just applied for and just pass my functional skills. Okay. So, here's another way that, that you can screw up making a demand. You don't demand this and that because what have you done? You've split your energy. You want your energy like that. Okay? You want your... You know, it's interesting. People hate the word power, but when you have power and when you know you have power, you only use it when you need to. And you make ethical choices around power. It's the disempowered people in the world who are making the trouble. So power, and that's why we're doing a whole workshop on Omega on power. So let's see, I demand a loving, committed relationship now. Okay, but you could have a loving committed relationship with your couch you know demand what exactly what you want I demand that my 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 partner my loving committed partner show up and embrace me now but it, you, the flow you really want the flow of energy to feel very integrated like a laser not like spark little sweet light ineffectual sparkles everywhere so and and you know i think often we have trouble doing this and this is true for myself as well um often we have trouble doing this because that part of us that organizes acknowledges and applies the integrity of our power is the part that also has to take responsibility for what we've created so let's see i demand i start taking care of myself better immediately that's not a demand that's a project, not a demand. Um, a demand is not from self. I mean, of course, it becomes from self because you have to grow to meet the demand. You have to have clarity to meet the demand. But the demand would be that, that, that the solution to your self-care present itself now. So it's something from the outside world. Inner growth is wonderful. I wrote a whole process called The Circle, which I really suggest you all do, which is about how do we set a target, how do we make a wish, and how do we then bring it through all the facets of self, rewiring self and world. A demand is that shortcut. Sometimes you need to have a deep and intricate discussion with someone. Sometimes you need to say, pick up that bag, bring it inside. I did. You did. I like that about you. So, so we, but, but when we make demands, again, we come up against our own confusion. We come up against our own uh, old messages, feelings of unworthiness. Don't work them through. Just learn the simplicity of making a clear demand. And believe me, they will get worked through. I love it how people are always looking for their trauma. I'm like, look at your life. Your trauma's right there. Why go back to your trauma and work it through? It's right there. So if you work it through in the here and now by living your life, then all of a sudden things change. And for me, the um, I was listening to what Gal was saying. The the uh, eclipses and the retrogrades we don't want to leave you know it's bad when you leave clean a wound but you leave a little bit of pus we don't want to leave any pus in this wound this is wonderful because you know something healthy can be created but it's created by our demands it's created by the flexibility because we make a demand only from an old self 
So you make a demand and it presents itself. It, it, it says yes in a new way that requires us to say, oh yeah, that is really uh, what I wanted. You know, have you ever weaned a baby from the breast to the cup and they don't want to wean, but then all of a sudden they realize, wait, I can put orange pinch mango juice in that cup. I can put, you know, bubbly water in that cup. I can put chocolate milk in that cup. Whereas mama, well, she's on tap for one thing. So, so even though that there's resistance, that, that cup may offer you something that's so much more than what you could have from experience imagined, because that's all imagination can do, use what you have. So try those no, non-local skills. So, so yes, I demand my soulmate show up and embrace me. That is a good one. Uh, I demand clarity on my next path. No, clarity is once again inside you. I demand my next wonderful path present itself to me now. And people say, well, how long should I do a time period? Yeah, demands are perfect Aries thing because demands are supposed to happen now. I demand this now. So it, it is different than the complexity of process that is also really, really, really wonderful. So let's take a moment all together because there is power in a group. And it's one reason I love groups. Invite me to a group. I do groups for free all the time because what I know is that when I'm in a group and I am making my demand that because of telepathy, all of the energy of that group, his, his uh, Instagram just went off, all of that energy of that group helps me because we are essentially all one. So I may be helping Gala. Hi, Gala G. I may be helping Gala by, by energetically making a connection wherever Gala is. Um, the inability to ever use a pronoun again is really sometimes gets so I'm going to use your names over and over again. So the inability to, you know, the, 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 the ability to, to know that Gala's infinite connections and the unique way in which she's connected with them support my demand. So subconsciously, Gala and all of her connections are now supporting my demand as I and all of my connections are supporting hers. And you multiply that by everyone who is consciously here together and everyone there unconsciously connected to and and the power of a group is exponentially stronger than the sum of its parts. So let's join together. And it's not that we're ever not joined. We are always one. But when you join with consciousness, when you take a moment to be conscious that we are interconnected, what it allows you to do is consciously use that interconnectedness in the challenges of your daily life. So let's join Let's make our demands. How do you make a demand? Yell it. Yell it with your taste, your smell, your sight, your hearing, your feeling, your being. Yell it into your environment. Use that integrated passion of mindfulness and being. 
to make that demand and know that we are all making it with you. It has been wonderful being with you here today. I'm going to hand it back over to Gal. It is frustrating not being able to see your questions and to be so, but remember guys, those of you who are going to be working on your demands, your demand is something that comes to you from the outside world. So what are you demanding up here? Okay, that comes to you from the outside. You will do the work. Believe me, we never get out of doing the work. You'll never see a workshop on how to do more work and make it harder. Believe me. Thank you. Thank you very much. So guys, uh, maybe you can um, uh, send for next week uh, some of your demands and I can definitely pass it to Laura. But every morning, depends where you are in the world, you're going to be able to see her, connect to her. Um, her books are all over the place. I mean, the, uh, the circle, I love. I love practical intuition. I love how to rule the world from your couch. I actually love the crisis book, to be honest. I know that sometimes uh, you don't talk about it, but it's. Uh, I like the book of We're uh, also going to be on for the next five days. We're five days, five days, five days. One, two, three, four, five days. We're going to be on around 9, 10 Eastern time because my group meets every morning. And we're going to start our Omega group with a powerful healing. So please join us. And that's and maybe Laura we'll both, Day Intuit. But maybe we'll both post it on our Instagram. Yeah. Maybe you oh, bring your phone, idea. I'll bring mine. So it'll be on both. It'll be on both Instagrams. And bring us your problems. You know, um, there's a little factoid. Positive thinking. I always love reading about survival rates. I'm from a whole family of physicians. Positive thinking has zero impact on the survivor of cancer patients. You know what it does? Fighting spirit and a little denial. You know, just doing what you have to do and letting the problems be there. So we are going to join. Bring us your problems. Let us help you with your fighting spirit. You can do this. You can use these retrogrades. You can use these whatever else eclipses. You can use all of this to create. Is it easy? Not so much. Is it effective? Absolutely, because you make it so. On demand, as they say. So again, I'll send you guys the link uh, to um, Laura's website, to her books, and to the Instagram when I send you uh, everything we talked about today. And thanks a lot for bearing with me uh, because again, we had to set it up in this uh, beautiful place, but we did have almost like nine minutes to do that. So if there's something problematic with the sound or the vision, just it's okay. I demand that you will be okay with that. And I will see you soon. I hope that some of you will maybe make a last minute attempt to come here. Join us uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be here until Friday. Thanks a lot. Have an amazing new moon tomorrow. Uh, be careful of the, the stagnation of the uh, stationary. And rejoice because next time we talk, with the help of the good Lord and his lady, it's going to be already direct. And someone asked for my link. It's uh, Instagram is at Laura Day Intuit. Thanks a lot.